Are you an administrator wondering how you can show teacher appreciation all year? In this episode, I'm going to share with you my top 10 ways administrators can support their teachers' well-being, even if you have limited resources, even if you feel like you've been doing a good job. This episode is going to help you to up your teacher well-being support game. Let's dive in. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned-out teacher turned teacher burnout coach dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, burned-in teachers? Welcome to episode 177 of the Burned-in Teacher podcast. My name is Amber Harper, your host, and I'm so grateful that you've chosen to spend your time with me here today. Today's episode is all about answering an Ask BIT question, and it really boils down to how can principals best support their teachers, especially overwhelmed, frustrated (laughs) teachers who are being challenged with things all the time. And I'm going to dive into this answer in just a moment. Um, But I do want to encourage you, if you have ever had a question that you'd like to ask me and you'd like to have answered on the podcast, you can go to burnedinteacher.com slash ask. And there are two ways that you can have your question answered. Uh, You can record a voice recording. And we've had one teacher do that in the past so far. I know it's kind of a scary thing, but I love to hear your voices. And I will play that here on the podcast and answer it to the best of my knowledge and based on research. And or you can fill out a quick Google form. It's very quick, very simple. You can just get to the point, ask your question anonymously, or you can, of course, submit your name as well. So this question today was um, asked anonymously, and I'm going to read the entire question, but I want to also tell you that I feel like this question, um, although she does get specific about the type of school that she's in, uh, it really is applicable to so many schools, any school, big or small. Okay, so here's the question. 
what can administrators do to uplift teachers in these times of tough teaching challenges? I can see that my staff is giving their all and are so tired. I strive to show appreciation for those efforts and reward them as I can through resources, um, though the resources are quite limited as we're a small private school run as a nonprofit. What personal things can I do to help energize, support, and value the staff? What actions have the most meaning to teachers? This is such a multi-layered question, and I'm actually, I've done some research on this, okay? But I want to share my response directly to these questions that this um, that this principal or administrator is asking. Number one, the fact that you're asking this question shows that you care. And that is what teachers want from administration. They want administrators that are not just managers. They want administrators who care about their well-being, who care about their work environment and work culture, and who are present and visible. And I have had administrators on both ends of this spectrum. And I can tell you that teachers are better off when they have a, a leader who is asking questions like this and who is always striving to show that appreci- appreciation. And by things that you've already asked me, um, now I don't know who asked this question, but by things you've already told me that you've tried to do, you know, um, you said that you've um, tried to show appreciation to those efforts and reward them. Um, although resources are are quite limited, listen, it doesn't take physical things to appreciate a teacher. All right, and I know we're getting close to here in 2023. We're getting close to Teacher Appreciation Week. I'm not a huge fan of that week. I never have been because I feel like people need to be appreciated all year long. You know, we've got Bosses Day. We've got Administrative Assistant Day. We've got Counselors Week. We've got all of these weeks that I don't feel are necessary if we're constantly focusing on the people behind the projects and the people behind all of the work that goes into our day. So I wanted to start by answering this with my personal opinion about um, not only how you ask this question, but that you asking these questions already shows that you care. So with that, we're going to dive into the top 10 ways that you can show appreciation to your teachers. And so Really, this episode is probably more for administrators, but for you teachers that are going to continue to listen, I would love for you to uh, email me. Hit me up on Instagram at Teacher or email me at support at Teacher and tell me what you would add or what your thoughts are about these top 10 ideas on, and ways that administration can better support their teachers, okay? So I'm going to dive right in to my top 10 answers, all right? And As I go through these 10 answers, I am going to give you my personal two cents, and I may even give you my own um, deep opinions or experiences about what I have or have not seen in my own teaching life. I've been in the classroom for 14 years. I've worked under several administrators, both principals, um, assistant principals, superintendents. I've seen a lot. Um, and I think that that's, that's great perspective that I have now through my history of teaching in so many districts and so many buildings um, and working with so many administrators and teachers from around the world is I feel like I have a really good perspective on um, what I see that has worked and what has not, okay? And what can be adjusted? 
And also principles, if you have not been doing these things, don't get down on yourself. Like every day is a brand new day with a new opportunity to try something different and to try to be better. And when we know better, we do better, okay? So this this episode is not meant to make you feel bad. You know, I know that there are people in my personal life, both that I work with and who, I, you know, I know in my personal life that listen to this episode. This is not meant to call anybody out. This is just my personal opinion. And just a quick side note, I am very happy where I work, okay? So this was only, I'm only answering this question out of the pure fact that it was asked by another administrator. And so I'm going to give you my, my two cents and my opinion, okay? And you can take it or leave it, and I would love to hear from you. Okay, so number one, establish open and clear communication channels with teachers to understand what their needs and concerns are. Just like when you are asked to um, to support anybody, you should always ask them what they need. And we can't just come in trying to be a superhero with a cape on and pretend like we have all the answers and pretend like we know what people need. Number one, not all teachers are the same. Not all teachers need the same things. Not all teachers need the same things or want the same things. So unless you ask and unless you create a safe space to for, for your teachers to give you their two cents or their opinions or their needs and wants, you're not going to know what they need. So allowing space for teachers to tell you what they need and allowing them that safe space to be honest about what they need will go a long way. So if you're a new principal or you whether you're a new principal or you've been in the same building or district for, you know, however many years, it doesn't matter. There's always a chance to start anew by just simply either having a con, you know, a sit-down conversation with a teacher who's maybe struggling or sending out a Google form and make allowing it to be anonymous and saying, "Hey, what do you need? Like, how can I help you? I want to be the best leader for you. What are some things that you need? And not just asking once, by the way, constantly asking, showing up, like I said already, being visible, saying, hey, is there anything I can help you with? Hey, what do you need? Okay, that's number one. Number two, provide regular, okay, I have number one, I have so many opinions about this one, so please stick with me here, okay? (laughs) Provide regular opportunities for professional development to enhance teachers' skills and knowledge. Now, (laughs) I have my own opinions about school-wide, district-wide professional development, and you all know where I'm probably going to go with this. Normally, they are not helpful and they are a waste of time. They are not reflective of the needs of teachers. In fact, never in my career have I gone to a full-day PD offered by my school where I have been asked my opinion on what it is that I need to be successful. So this kind of goes back to number one. In fact, most of these subsequent um, list of ways that an administrator can support their teachers will come back to number one open, clear communication channels with teachers to understand their needs and their concerns. In my opinion, a district or a school should not just lay out a PD day full of different breakout sessions where a teacher has not had their, they have not inquired, they have not been inquired about what it is that they need to be a better teacher or what they need in order to feel successful. That's my two cents, okay? Uh, We could go on and on about professional development in schools today. That is my number one thing. Ask the teachers, what do you need? Who can I bring in? What research could I do? What could our coaches offer you to help you feel better? What are you struggling with? Because we'll, we'll create some PD around that. Never have I been asked. 
and I can tell you it's very frustrating to see a whole day of breakout sessions coming up um, in a PD day, and none of them are going to be helpful for me when what I really needed was time. You know, I've said this, and I've actually, I've said this because I saw this so uh, beautifully stated on social media, where the question was asked, why is it that it doesn't seem to be work, like teachers aren't working unless they're sitting in a PD session or they're in front of kids? You know, we essentially are running seven plus meetings a day and given no time, barely any time. And that, that time that we have is is typically taken from us. And what we need a lot of time is time. That will help us be successful. That will help us to be better teachers. Okay? Again, my opinion, my two cents. I'm not mad about it. But I just thought, you know, since you asked, here you have. (laughs) Here you have it. Okay? (laughs) All right. The third way that an administrator can support their teachers is to create a positive and supportive work environment that fosters collaboration and teamwork. Uh, Duh. Okay? What teachers want for themselves is what you want to see happening in a classroom. So lead like you want your teachers to teach. If you want your teachers to create a collaborative and inclusive environment based on community where they know their students inside and out and they have great relationships with them, then you should expect that of yourself for your teachers. You should know your teachers. You should know if they have a partner. You should know if they have kids. You should be building relationships with your, with your teachers and getting to know them on a human level first, okay? If you want teachers to follow you, you have to give them someone that they want to follow. And if you don't show any interest in getting to know them, and if you do not create a community of support and positive, a positive work environment that fosters collaborate, like collaboration and teamwork are going to come second to you building relationships. And teachers are going to model what they see come from you. If you are not creating a supportive work environment that fosters collaboration and teamwork in your school, those things are not going to happen within your teams because you're not modeling it, okay? Number four, offer constructive feedback and recognize teachers' achievements and efforts. So in my opinion, this is kind of two, twofold, okay? Constructive feedback is crucial for anybody to get better, and those conversations are hard. And so where I kind of go with answering with this, with this step, with this, with this way of supporting your teachers is don't be afraid to have the hard conversations. Do that with that one or two teachers rather than sending a blanket statement email about something that only a couple of teachers are doing that they could improve. You know, whether it's a teacher that's constantly late, don't send me, don't send Amber an email along with the entire staff about being late when I show up early and stay late every day. Does that make sense? Share constructive feedback with teachers who need it about that specific thing that they're doing or rather not doing. And that's both good and bad. So recognizing teachers' achievements and efforts, right? A blanket statement email is nice, but a specific face-to-face recognition for something awesome that I'm doing rather than just saying, you're doing good things, okay? I know I'm doing good things. What specifically are you saying that I'm doing that's good? And please tell me, what can I do better? I was just observed yesterday and today. <laughs> um, they had to do a split. Um, my, my principal had to do a split um, observation on me. And I can't wait to hear what she has to say and what specific feedback she can give me and what specific constructive criticism she can give me. And 
I love it when she observe me, observes me because that's not the only time she's in my class. She is constantly just quickly doing a walkthrough. You know, she'll come in to check on a student or two that needs behavioral support. She knows how my classroom is run, right? So I love getting constructive feedback from her. And teachers, if you, if you are continuing to listen to this, accept that constructive feedback by seeking to understand where they're coming from, right? We, we sometimes say that we like to get constructive feedback and that we like to get feedback on what it is that we're doing when sometimes we our body language and our defensiveness shows that we are not willing to hear constructive feedback. So sit back, listen, let it soak in, and then ask some questions and seek to understand. All right, most of the time, I truly believe that our leaders, our administrators really do have our best, have the best intentions. They have the best intentions. Sometimes their delivery is a little off or it's not the way we would do it, but they're not us. We have to quit expecting us out of other people. All right, so this goes twofold. We as teachers have to learn to to accept constructive feedback and so do principals. Principals, don't be afraid to ask for constructive feedback for how you're leading. And don't be afraid to get honest answers. And again, this is going to come back to you opening communication and allowing a safe space for teachers to be honest. All right, next is provide necessary resources and tools to facilitate teaching and learning. Now, here's something I have to say. Just like the teacher, or I'm sorry, the administrator who asked this question, resources are limited. So this is where I can tell you that the things that you say and the things that you do are going to weigh a lot heavier than the things that you buy your teachers. Now, if a resource is truly unavailable and you've created that collaborative environment, sit down and say, hey, I'm really sorry. I can't get this specific resource, but let's come together and let's see if we can find it cheaper somewhere. Or let's see if we could find a place to get it donated. Let's see if there's a way that we could, you know, create it together. You know, let's come up with a solution together. If resources and tools are limited, then be an open resource yourself and find somebody or something that can help you to build that resource yourself. Okay. Experiences over things. I, 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 I'm not sure if this quite fits, but in my head it does right now. The experiences that your teacher has with you through these hard times where if you are limited resources, the experience that you offer them is going to be way more valuable than the actual thing. Okay. All right. Now we're on to one, two, three, four, five, six. All right. The sixth thing you can do is encourage and support innovative teaching strategies and techniques. Holy moly, I have so much to say about this and there's not enough time on this podcast episode to do it. Listen, I get it. We have curriculum, okay? But a lot of times, principals, leaders, district leaders, superintendents, that curriculum is not meeting our students' needs. It is not what's best for kids and we all know it. And teachers know their kids and their class better than anybody. So if they have an innovative idea or strategy, and maybe it's not even an innovative strategy, maybe it's something like the science of reading that's been hidden in a closet for the last 20 years. And they know that that's a better reading strategies practice and curriculum than anything out there right now. Let them do it. Even if you've adopted another curriculum, let them do the thing that is backed by science. Let them do the thing that is showing results and helping students learn. Support that innovation. 
support them learning something new. Like they've gone out and they've invested in their own PD because they know it will help their students. Celebrate that. That's something, that's an achievement and an effort that you can celebrate. That's going back to number four. Do you see how all of these are kind of intertwined? Keep an open mind that the curriculum that your district or your school has purchased is not the Bible. It does not have to be followed step by step. And for God's sake, teachers should not be reading scripts to their kids. Again, my opinion, okay? We are not robots. The students in the class are not robots. And teachers know what's best for kids. Now, as I've mentioned before, if you have questions about what you see them doing, definitely have a constructive conversation about it. Ask questions, right? Seek to understand what's happening in that teacher's classroom. And if you see that they're trying new things and maybe from your perspective, it doesn't seem to be going well, maybe it's time for a constructive criticism conversation. Again, all of these are um, are kind of intertwining together, right? All right, let's move on to number seven. Advocate for fair compensation and benefits for teachers when you can. Let your voice be heard. Advocate if you feel like your teachers don't have the resources that they need to support their students. Advocate for your teachers if they are dealing with behaviors from students that are keeping them from being able to do their job. Advocate. Be there for them. A lot of times, your voice will speak a lot louder than theirs. And that, again, comes from that clear communication, understanding their needs and concerns. When you hear those needs and concerns, advocate. Don't be afraid to speak up. We need as many voices as we can. The next one is to promote a culture of continuous learning and improvement. So this kind of goes back to that professional development. But Teachers don't have to be sitting in one room together in order to get the professional development that they need. You can create a culture of continuous learning and improvement by modeling that for yourself, by sharing with your staff something that you've learned simply because you knew that you needed to learn it or you wanted to. And advocate for your teachers to have the time to do the learning that they need to do so that they can be a better teacher. All right, number nine, respect and value teachers' opinions and expertise. I feel like I've already kind of touched on this throughout these in, this entire list of things that you can do to support your teachers, but respect and value teachers' opinions and expertise. You may not agree with it. It may be scary because it goes against what you have been told to do. But again, this goes back to a previous uh, a previous step in what administrators can do to support their teachers. Listen to your teachers. You Again, you might not agree with it, but ask questions and seek to understand because maybe your mind needs to be changed and maybe their mind needs to be changed. This cuts both ways. We're both trying to do what's best for kids. And in order to do that, what's best for teachers is to feel like they have a voice and to feel like their opinion is respected, whether or not their opinion or what it is that they want to have or do actually happens. We can leave a conversation where their opinion was shared and their expertise was shared, but it's just not a possibility to do that right now. But they feel respected anyway. They feel like they were listened to. They feel like they were seen and heard. That is so important in building a culture of teachers who know that you care about what they have to say. All right? 
And finally, number 10, and I love this one so much, develop and implement policies that prioritize the well-being of teachers and students alike. Teachers cannot care for students if they are not cared for by their administration and their district and their communities. And that all comes from district-level conversations about what it is that you're going to do to prioritize the well-being of teachers. We know that teachers aren't paid enough. We know also, in the same sentence that I'm stating that, that schools don't just have an unlimited amount of funds, right? But what we can do to protect teachers' well-being is we can protect their time. We can protect their, you know, what it is that they're being asked to do during a school day. You know, they are human, and we're being asked to work with a lot of students for a lot of hours. You know, so implementing policies that prioritize their well-being, such as making sure they're able to use the bathroom, they're able to have time to eat lunch, that they have adequate time to plan and prep and grade and do all the things that teachers have to do in order to make sure that their students are successful. I could go on forever, but for the sake of the fact that this list was already long, full of 10 things that administration can do to support their teachers, I think this is where we, we can just get started with these things. Just kind of, this is the tip of the iceberg. And like I've said many times, all of these things are intertwined together. And it all starts with you, administrators. It all starts with you being willing to be open to the conversations that are hard and open to expanding your perspective and open to being and doing better since you now know better. And this is straight from the mouth of a teacher, okay? I would love to hear what you would add to this list. I would love to hear your thoughts about what I shared with you today. So feel free to email me at support at burnedinteacher.com or jump into our Facebook community. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash burnedinteacher to join our podcast community and let's chat. That's what this is all about, starting conversations that maybe we've never had before so we can see things happen in our schools and in our classrooms that we've never seen before. All right, administrators, teachers, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Burn on.